Hello, Panthers, and welcome to Degrassi Schools In, a podcast where I'm going to be experiencing the entirety of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High for the first time, all the way from schools in to schools out. I feel like you're going to hear a very like at ease, relaxed version of me this episode, as opposed to my trailer, where I was a little bit nervous. I'm super excited for this episode and this guest today because um, they are not only my best friend in the entire world, but they are also the, I think, the biggest Degrassi fan in the entire world. And I think anybody who could try to argue anybody else would be crazy. Um, (laughs) I'm really excited to introduce my first guest, Jocelyn the Degrassi Kid. Hey, Jocelyn. (gasps) Hello, ladies and germs. I was really eagerly waiting to say that. (laughs) I know. Um, hi, Jocelyn. I'm hi. so excited to have you here. Can you talk a little bit about how we met? I am so excited to be here. You and I have been friends for a very, very long time now. Uh, we met on Degrassi Twitter. And what's really fun is I'm so excited to support you in your project because you were one of the first people who supported me in mine when I started doing mail out packages on my Patreon. Uh, you were the very first person that I reached out to and was like, hey, do you want to do a little collab together? And here we are, like, uh, what, a full year later working on your podcast now. I'm really glad. I have loved being able to support you and you have returned the same energy to me like tenfold. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad that you're here. I also feel like you're also a really good first guest because uh, you are, again, like I mentioned before, a huge Degrassi fan. If anybody's seen your room, for example, you have, <laughs> you are hoarding all of the like Degrassi merch resources in the world. Um, so, I am. and I'm also going to come and rob your house one day, just so you know. That is totally fine. Come watch an episode with me or something first, though. That would be great. We'll watch the episode where Fiona gets robbed and then you can steal all my stuff. And then uh, art can imitate life. Exactly. Do you want to talk a little bit about your history as a fan in general? I do. A I, fan of Degrassi? I love being a Degrassi fan. What actually might be, I think everybody uh, who's familiar with me knows the story of how I came out of the closet because of Fiona. So um, how fun would it be if I told you how I actually learned about Degrassi Junior High and how I got into this version of the series? Would you rather hear that story? Yeah. Well, fun fact. I Long story short, I, I love Degrassi because it helped me come out of the closet, but through falling in love with Degrassi, um, I later found out that, of course, there's this whole era that comes before it. The kids of Degrassi Street, Degrassi Junior High. Um, And the story of how I found out about that was actually through my mom. I remember we were, I was watching Degrassi The Next Generation and she had walked by the TV and she was like, oh, like I've seen this show before, that's Spike. And I was like, you've watched Degrassi? And she was like, yeah, but like when I was a kid, like it was on the air when I was a kid. And I was like, no, mom, this is a brand new show that's really cool called Degrassi The Next Generation. Never once questioning why it was called The Next Generation. I was just like, okay. And then she was like, I'm going to school you, no pun intended, and bought me the box sets for Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And I was like, oh, wow. She said, school's in. School's in. And um, what's so funny is, so I was watching through the box sets and to me, to me, I had never heard of Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi High before. And I was watching through the box sets, and I think it's the fifth episode. It's called The Great Race. You have to let me know when you when you get to that one. Um, but I was watching the episode, and I was like, why do I know every single thing that is going to happen in this episode? Like, I, I, I knew, I won't spoil it for you, of course, but I knew the very next thing that was going to happen. And I remember how it ended, because there's a pretty, like, a memorable moment at the very end, and there's a couple quotes in it. And I realized that I had actually watched an episode of Degrassi Junior High in my health class in grade seven. 
And when they had wheeled, they wheeled it in the t- with the TV, the, v- the VHS tape. And our teacher was like, here's this old educational video from the 80s about puberty and you're changing bodies. And it's so funny that when it was presented to me that way by this like 30 year old man, which at the time was astoundingly old to me. Ew. Uh, right. Talking about my changing and developing body. Ew. When it was presented to me that way, I thought Degrassi was the stupidest thing I had ever seen. And then here I was several years later, huge fan of the show, couldn't wait to watch the original series and loved it. So that's also one of the things that makes me love Degrassi is like it's this educational program, but they do so well at not making you realize that they're teaching you lessons that it took me watching Degrassi for years before I even realized that it was intended as an educational show and how that changes your perspective of how you engage with content yeah it's very much like packaged and branded very well um to not put off the audience i feel like to put off like the kids because it's very easy to get turned off as an audience member especially as a kid Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're being lectured to and if you feel like you're being like told or taught something exactly so i love in the con it's funny that like the context very much mattered like a hundred yeah your gym teacher like ew like i'm not gonna listen to that but it was gross it was (laughs) gross but you know what I actually have some things that I'm curious about with you because this is your first time watching Degrassi Junior High right it is yeah I am I and it's funny you said um you never questioned the next generation you you never thought of I also just never thought about it never I was just like okay it's a cute quirky title I don't know like I never was like what was the previous generation never yeah until like, like years later there's some things that I've also never questioned before, too. Like, for example, someone had pointed out to me that Paige says, new year, new look, new Paige. But what did Paige look like before? Yeah. Who was Paige before was all that? Paige. There's there's so many things I'm like, huh, I never thought about the before of all this. <laughs> yeah, I found myself questioning that with um, this episode with Steph because people mm-hmm. were reacting to Steph's, like, change in personality and change in wardrobe and all that. I'm like, okay, so was she, like, avula before where she was like a bookworm and she was very like reserved or is it just like a physical change and she was very much like that person it's very yeah it's it's something to think about fun to think about which is the fun part about having a podcast because we can ask all these questions i'm curious though because i know you've been a degrassi fan for a long long time and it's kind of strange to go this long without having seen the original what made you want to do this project where you're like hey i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do a podcast where i watch it well, I have wanted to do this sort of thing, some sort of like documenting my first experience of it for so long. Like I've, I have wanted, I've like known about Degrassi Junior High and I've wanted to watch it probably like maybe even 10 years at this point. Obviously it's it's existed for mm-hmm. way longer than that, but I really enjoy like getting to hear people's first perspectives and first like predictions and all that kind of stuff. And I love Degrassi so much. I love listening to people. Like when I listen to a Degrassi podcast that includes a host that has never seen the show before and they make like these like wild predictions about like where the characters can go. I find that really interesting. Mm -hmm. I find it really interesting to think about like, because when you have seen a show, you can't visualize other possibilities. You can't like kind of stem off into all of these different other like possibilities. Yeah. that's I'm excited to do that with this show that so many of my friends love so many people that I know like hold so dear to their heart and I just yeah know nothing about it and I'm really excited to be I'm excited for you so wrong and (laughs) learn 
like why everybody I, loves it so much because I just I don't know yeah I, I I get that because I know that whenever I find out someone is watching the next generation for the first time and they tell me that JT is their favorite character I think we all have that feeling of like oh like we're excited exactly. to we want to know what you think when you finally get there and uh I know that this will probably come up in one of our questions, but you and I were preparing a little bit beforehand. I was like, I was telling you the things that I would be interested in asking you. And one of the things I was like, did you even know who Stephanie K was before this? And you were like, yeah, I'm so shocked because everyone acts like she's an icon, but I like have no idea who she is. And I was like, oh, I was gagged. I, I know like, you, oh, you God. were shocked. I was like, that's Stephanie like, K. But you don't is. know. That is so funny. I want, I'm curious. It's like somebody, yeah, to me, that's like somebody being like, I don't know who Paige Michael Chuck is. Like, that's not like, who is that? Irrelevant. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So to me, it's so, I can't wait to look back and be like, I can't believe I had no idea who Stephanie K was. And like, I didn't care. Yeah. Cause I truly, I had like heard the name, mm-hmm. I guess. And I'd like seen pictures, but way, it didn't click with me at all. Like she, what she didn't yeah. seem iconic to me in the same way that like Spike looks more like it's because it has the connection to the next generation I know yeah but I just yeah I just it was like okay that's that's a girl that's a lady I don't know who that is I don't know who that lady is um (laughs) that makes me really curious about what do you know because I know there's a lot you've missed out on a lot of you've been trying to keep yourself away from spoilers but obviously through the connections to the next generation or even just like being in the fandom there has to be some things that you've like found out about so I'm curious what are things that you know about this generation going into it yeah so I mean I know I've been on um like Degrassi fandom spaces online forever and for the most part people don't really talk about it and if they do mm-hmm. it's kind of more separated into their own world so I ha- I don't usually see a lot of stuff about it but yeah I know like I know about Spike's pregnancy obviously because that's the birth of the next generation I know mm-hmm. I really don't know much like I've heard things but I don't understand the context I know the spike thing is really the I know that there's a suicide but I don't really know and I know the character's name but I don't know anything about the character or how much he's featured or anything like that I don't see him much so I don't know he could be in a million he could be in a dozen episodes he could be in one episode I really don't know mm-hmm. and I don't know when I will say this I don't know when things happen is the right. key I know little aspects about like characters I know Joey oh yeah here we go I know Joey streaks I know Joey gets with Caitlin at some (laughs) point I know Joey fucks um what's her name I don't even know okay there we go see I don't even know her name that's how you were fucking Tessa Campanelli and I know Snake says that I don't know anything that happens with like to me I don't know anything that happens with snake i know he has some sort of romance and that it's not spike because it doesn't happen that doesn't happen until the next generation interesting i honestly think that might be it i'm excited for this all to build up to you are fucking tessa campanelli i'm excited for you to have like earnestly take that moment in for the first time (laughs) i don't know who that is You're so funny. I'm so excited. I see for pictures this. of her. I really don't know who she is. She's so. like, I met her. She's very, very. And nice. I don't know when she comes in. I don't. So I'm excited. And I'm, yeah, I'm trying to keep spoiler free. I don't even really want to know, like, when a character joins, when a character leaves. I'm going to really yeah. try to keep off of that because I want to be spoiler free as much as I know yeah. it's, it's a show that aired. <laughs> 
decades ago. So I know that spoilers are bound to happen, but I just try to block them out. No, definitely. Definitely. You've even to the point, like actively not listened to some of my podcast episodes, haven't you? To avoid spoilers. Yep. That's crazy. And you're my number one fan. I listen and, to all uh, of your what I'm Yeah. And not those ones. <laughs> you listen though. to everything I could ever do. Yeah, not those ones. Well, I'm also excited because you already have another fan and someone who's who's really excited about your podcast, which is Linda Schuyler. We had, we had a Q&A with Linda Schuyler where she came and talked to everybody at my book club. And of course, because Evie's my number one fan, Evie was at that book club. And uh, when I was introducing Evie, I told Linda about how she has a podcast called Degrassi Schools In, going from Degrassi Schools In to Degrassi Schools Out, baby. And uh, Linda Schuyler wrote down the name of your podcast and was very, very excited about it. So you got a you got a fan in me and you got a fan in Linda Schuyler. What more could you ask for? That's literally all I need. Anybody else, you you can turn the podcast off now. I don't need your listens, Linda <laughs> and Jocelyn support me. Actually, don't don't turn it off. Please, please, please stream. Um, but no, that is that was still so surreal to me being able to meet Linda and talk to her one-on-one. She is so kind and giving. She doesn't owe us all of that but she she's incredible did it and it's amazing she's so meeting her like exceeded my expectations um and I'm really thankful for that opportunity and yeah I'm still obsessed she wrote my podcast name down she wrote that is crazy to me there's a little piece of paper somewhere in Linda Schuyler's possession that has my podcast name on it says Degrassi schools in for context about how nice Linda Schuyler is I'd love to share the story that she emailed me out of nowhere and was like hey I remember a bunch of people from your book club were from Texas if they want to come hang out with me for a coffee like let them know this is where I'll be and they can come get their book signed and I was like okay so I've been messaging people all morning being like do you want to meet Linda Schuyler and everybody's like are you serious I'm like yeah (laughs) she's just that nice she's just like yeah I'll be here if you want to come for a coffee I'm yeah I'm also um moving to Texas now in November just for that I'm like I'll go on a plane I've never I don't I don't love the idea of traveling to America knowing that Linda Schuyler's in Texas and wants to go meet Degrassi I'm like get me over there I've met her like a hundred times now but I'm like get me over there I want to go to Texas I'm literally on the other side of the country and I'm still, I'm like, okay, you know what? How much is it? How much is a plane ticket? I can, I can do exactly. it for a little, a little coffee date with Linda. Exactly. Get her so, to sign my mother of all Degrassi book. Right. Right. I already have one of those. <laughs> I'm in the book. We'll talk about that another day. Whenever, whenever, you, whenever you read the book and uh, talk about your podcast, we'll, we'll talk, we'll interview me about it. Uh, I was wondering if I could go ahead and read the episode description for this week. This is the episode description for Kiss Me, Steph, the first episode of Degrassi Junior High. Returning to Degrassi Junior High with a new image, Stephanie K. decides to run for school president with the help of her best friend, Vula. However, Stephanie's new image becomes a major part of her campaign as the boys at school promise to vote for Steph in exchange for kisses. She wins the election, but when she thanks Joey Jeremiah for his help with the campaign instead of Vula, Vula is furious and breaks off their friendship. Meanwhile, Stephanie's younger brother, Arthur, who she has ordered not to talk to her at school, is adjusting to life at junior high, avoiding Joey's bullying and making friends with a fellow student, Yik Yu. Awesome. Thank you, Jocelyn. Um, Did you have any fun, spoiler-free facts or history about this episode that you wanted to share? If you let me go on and on and on and on, I could tell you 100,000 facts. But one of the facts that I wanted to share with you is because I know you went to film school as well, so you'll think these facts are interesting. But I actually got to read through the show Bible for Degrassi Junior High. And as you know, that's like kind of the rules of the show. Things, the way that all the writers can read and they get on the same page and and understand the intention of the show, what they're going for. 
And this episode is used heavily as a reference because it was the first episode and they based a lot of their Bible on how they would how they would recreate episodes just like this one. One of the rules that they have in there is that the Degrassi kids can go one step beyond reality. So kids in real life might wish they weren't related to their little brother. They might wish that he didn't go to the same school as them, but ultimately he does and you can't really hide it. But the kids on Degrassi can go one step further. So Stephanie K can go a full year or two with pretending that she's not related to Arthur. Um, but ultimately, in the end, it will still get to that point. Oh, no, that's a spoiler. Sorry. Um, I know. Spoiler. <laughs> sorry. 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 Um, so the kids in Degrassi can go one step beyond reality, but it's still true to their character. So I thought it was really interesting when I was watching this episode that this was kind of the baseline that they use as a reference, that the Degrassi kids can extend their disbelief a little bit, um, but ultimately not too far that most overdramatized show might go into. I love that. And I would absolutely love to read that Bible. Um, right. like getting my hands on that would be a dream. I thought you would like that because I know that you went to uh, film school and one of your dreams was actually to become a writer for Degrassi. So now, you know, if you ever become a writer for Degrassi, there's one of the tools for you. The kids can go one step beyond reality, but not too far. Yeah, I would love to look at that show Bible and see all of the different um, like rules that they have, because I know you've talked about some of the rules on your podcast before and just in general about like how they don't have adults talking on screen um, without a child um, like overhearing or being involved um, because the show is meant to be from a child's perspective and focusing on children. I know that's a rule that they break in Next Generation. But they mostly only break it for the Degrassi kids, right? The ones who were Degrassi kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I that makes sense. But I, yeah, I would love to know more of those little like universe rules that yeah. exist because Degrassi is definitely not like, and I know that Linda and all the other like people who went like put work into creating the show Mm -hmm. were very like specific and didn't just want to produce just a whatever teen drama um not shitting on teen dramas just but that wasn't their goal they really had a lot of intention um in what they wanted to create so yeah I again I really want that series bible um I want to get my hands on that um did you have did you have any other fun facts about this episode one of the things that I think makes Degrassi so different is, as you know, it was made by a school teacher and Linda would use examples from her real life and put them in the show because, I mean, she spent like all day with teenagers when she was teaching in junior high school. So one of the reasons why I love this episode is, as you know, in one of the opening scenes or one of the first scenes, Stephanie walks into the bathroom in this kind of like oversized outfit. She gets undressed, does her shirt up and a crop top. Um, and she completely changes her image from when she's at school. And that storyline actually came from Linda Schuyler's real life. In her in the memoir, The Mother of Aldegrassi, she talks about this Greek student yeah. she had named Fofo. And uh, basically, Linda used to do film projects with her students and Fofo would always wear a jacket. And Linda was like, why are you doing that? Like, you don't have to wear a jacket. Like, you can just wear your regular clothes. And she was like, no, 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 no. Like, I want to keep it on. And that's when Linda realized that because the parents would be watching the videos that they were making in class, she didn't want her parents to know what she was actually wearing to school because she dressed more like Stephanie Kay. Oh. So because Linda was a real life school teacher, she was able to put those stories in. And we see those stories again. That happens uh, later. Manny wears an oversized sweater to school. Then she undresses. She has her blue bedazzled thong moment. Allie later has the same thing where she undresses in the bathroom. And that all started because the creator of Degrassi was a real school teacher who worked with real kids in these real scenarios. So that's my second fun fact to share with you that Stephanie Kay is inspired by one of Linda Skyler real life students i 
love that fact. That's super interesting. I wanted to ask you a question based off of that. Yeah. Did you ever like change out or change your appearance at all when you went to school in the same way that Stephanie and Manny and Allie did? Or did you wear what you wore and like, were you hiding anything? Good question. I definitely wasn't hiding. I probably maybe should have been a little bit more key. I was goth in junior high school, like wear my eyeliner down my face instead of across my face. (laughs) I I think I probably should have done a little bit more work in having a different identity. But no, I was very goth. And then I went, I was goth and then I was emo and I was very, very proud of it. And uh, like, I used to wear like the, like, I used to wear these gloves that had like cut off the fingers and they had safety pins in them. Like, I I wish I was a little more low-key in the way I dressed. Uh, luckily, because the internet hadn't progressed quite enough yet that your digital footprint was around back then, um, I don't. No. They were on my Pixo page, and Pixo, I think, is completely obliterated as a website. So I have never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, that's how that I'm thankful that my digital footprint doesn't start until I was in like high school. I wiped my digital footprint from before like 2014 or 2015 for the most part, and I'm kind of sad about it because I really want old, embarrassing pictures, but. It's probably for the best. Definitely for the best. <laughs> um, definitely for the best. Okay, so let's go ahead and start at the beginning of the episode, which we start off with Arthur and Steph um, mm-hmm. outside of the school. And Arthur is trying to talk to Steph. And Steph does not want anything to do with him, doesn't want to not acknowledge that they even know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I think it's so funny because she's like, you're grade seven. <laughs> it's a like it's a year difference and she's acting like you're like a second class that you don't talk to me um Mm -hmm. and I just think that's so funny and Arthur's I feel so bad because Arthur is just the cutest little baby and he doesn't deserve he's so pure and so he's just I do not I also hate that I love Joey is a sweet like whatever Joey I'm sure I will love him but right now I'm not a fan of him because the way he that he's bullying Mm. sweet baby Arthur I was not expecting Joey to be a bully by the way Mm. I knew that he was a little uh I don't even know how to describe what I thought he was based on his like reputation yeah but I definitely wasn't expecting him to be a bully um yeah. and shove somebody into a closet and call them a broomhead and call them a broomhead Oops. i have i have actually a fun fact to share with you about why did why did they use the term broomhead like why where did that come from would you want to hear my fun fact about it i would love to hear that because i was wondering i figured that that there was an origin to it but i obviously don't know it so yeah glad to share love a good little fun fact so whenever they were writing degrassi they had a couple thoughts in mind the kids do curse but they can't curse on tv so they need to come up with these words and insults that are tv friendly that a kid might still use so then when they were brainstorming it they had a couple things in mind the kids can't curse they also wanted it's funny to look back now because the show is so 80s but they also wanted the show to stay timeless so they had to think of insults that weren't reflective of 1987 i don't even know what the the insults were at the time of 1987 um but they wanted to make sure that if you were watching this episode five years from now that it would still be timeless or if you were watching the episode in australia or if you're watching the episode in america like it wasn't um rooted in just like canadian 80s culture which is also why they for example make up different band names throughout the show um they don't usually actually reference pop culture they'll make up a band name they'll make up a, a company they'll make up these things but so they were brainstorming 
Yan more specifically, one of the writers was brainstorming about what the insult will be. And they opened up a phone book and they were just going through names in the phone book, seeing if there's any words that stuck out. And there was a woman who had the last name Broomhead. And they decided that was perfect. I mean, Arthur's getting shoved in a closet. It's, it's such a classic insult that a, a junior high school student would use to just call you a broomhead. And it stuck so much. You'll even, uh, for the Next Generation fans, Mr. Simpson gives out a quiz, an online quiz. And the password that he makes them put in is broomhead. broomhead. And now where that comes from all the way in the first episode of Degrassi Junior High I did not know any of that yeah I knew I knew that it was obviously unique to the show but I had no idea the history of that when you said that I that they were trying to come up with something timeless I'm like okay so they were like all right what's timeless what like brooms I I was until you were about to bring up the phone oh my god okay that's a little brooms are forever they're like you know what what everybody loves (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're like brooms, timeless. Not, they're not going anywhere. Everybody loves something, and it's brooms. <laughs> is it? Br- <laughs> That's what the song was about. That is actually what the song is about. Literally, brooms. Speaking of songs and music and the zit remedy or the lack of zit remedy, um, I guess at this point, Snake is in this episode, and he sings a little song, but he's not accompanied by joey or wheels which i know i guess that's something that i didn't mention that i do know i know that the zit remedy exists and that that's who's in it but joey snake and wheels did not interact at all in this episode joey and snake Mm -hmm. or sorry joe joey and wheels were not voting for snake they were not even like paying attention to his performance at all so i'm really curious to know if this i don't i guess i don't i don't know if i want to know i guess i do want to know if you know this if the zit remedy as a concept was already formed at this point, or if that's something that they wrote in later, is that a spoiler? I'm trying to know how to answer without spoiling you on anything, but ultimately, so. Okay. If it's a spoiler. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to talk. I want you to just watch the zit remedy get formed, but I guess if you're asking more about the behind the scenes. Yeah. That's what I want to know. I, I can't say I know for sure when they came up with the zit remedy, but I do know that when Stefan auditioned, they were specifically asking him about um, if he could play the guitar, if he could play any instrument. But I don't know if that's just because of this one specific scene or because they had that intention later on. Okay. Yeah, I was curious because they had no indication that they were friends. And also I noticed there was another boy with Joey mm-hmm. in the hallway um, that was not somebody who was that i don't he was with it wasn't wheels it was in the i wrote it oh you must be talking about hank it's very interesting to watch from the very beginning because i will say like the i hope this isn't a spoiler but the way degrassi junior high is right now the dynamics and all those those things that you're noticing like joey's a bully and and different relationships isn't necessarily consistent with what's even going to happen throughout the rest of the season, I will say. It's definitely very clear. Keep in mind, this is this is a show being made by people who've never made a show before. And I think, you know, with any pilot episode, you're, you're going to have characters who are their archetypes and then they kind of become more humanized and, and different. So Joey being a bully, for example, I, I think we ultimately, I don't think this is a spoiler to say this, but we ultimately learn, you know, why is Joey being a bully? If Is he softer on the inside? What makes him feel like he has to behave this way? So I, I think definitely the first episode's an interesting place because it's, it's it goes a lot different from here. Yeah, I mean, for example, like Spinner and Jimmy were being bullies 
early on like mm-hmm. towards Toby and JT you really kind of have to build like those strong impressions with a character and then they kind of figure out what works and what doesn't and what what they're gonna do so exactly. yeah I definitely think judging based on the pilot is not um gonna reflect the rest of the show but it just it did it did shock me how Joey was not a nice boy <laughs> like I really yeah based on what I just was not expecting him to basically be the main antagonist like oh, obviously he's not like actually he's just shoving somebody he's not like dangerous but in the grand scheme of things I would say he's the main antagonist of this episode like he's yeah. the biggest threat even if the biggest threat is just being shoved into a closet that's that's still the threat real I that love happened. that his code name is Gorgle what <laughs> His, they give him the code name Gorgle, Arthur and Yip. Oh, when they're doing the... Yeah, which is also oh, an interesting fact. I... I have an interesting fact for you because... What is... So I specifically, I know that you, because you're an American, you're watching the PBS version of Degrassi, which is, uh, the episodes are about like somewhere between 27 and 30 minutes, whereas the Canadian episodes are only 22 minutes. And that's an example of something that made it into the American episode that isn't in the Canadian episode. So I didn't know that Arthur ever codenamed Joey as Gorgle until I read your full length version. And in mine, they had to cut that out and use ADR because it made no sense to randomly call Joey Gorgle out of nowhere because we didn't have that scene. So the American episodes were longer because they couldn't air commercials during the episodes because they were classified as educational and you just couldn't do that in in America. So in Canada, they would take that full length episode and trim little tiny scenes out. Like, for example, Arthur being like, gorgles around the corner, gorgles in zone B or whatever. I have a question and I'm going to um, curse for the first time on this uh, episode. What the fuck is a gorgle? I don't know. That's why I'm like, what the fuck is a what is a gorgle? They must have went through the phone book. What? But a grassy phone book. Give me that phone yeah. book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, I know that this won't make any sense to you now because you haven't met these people. But um, they do. A, a fun fact for anybody who loves Degrassi and has seen this is whenever they're in Miss Avery's class, you'll they'll notice that they call out someone named Stacy Farrell. And one of the twins, you know that there's twins on the show, raises her hand and says, here. neither of those twins are named Stacy so they changed that character's name uh, after that episode don't know why but probably because they had Stacy Mystician who played Caitlin but that's a fun those are fun little easter eggs that I like to watch for as a as a super fan is like oh why did they call that why call her Stacy her name's not Stacy no I love little easter eggs like that well speaking of characters changing names I know based on I mostly from your content honestly that um some of the characters from Degrassi Junior High were transplanted from an actual earlier iteration of Degrassi, which was Kids of Degrassi Street. Um, mm-hmm. That was, let's see, I want to see if I know which actors actually <gasps> were transferred over. Um, mm-hmm. I know Stacy Mystician, Caitlin. Um, Snake wasn't in there, right? No, he was not. Um, it was Wheels, um, which is Neil Hope. Um, mm-hmm. Joey Jeremiah was not on Kids of Degrassi Street. Or not Joey Jeremiah, um, Pat uh, Mastroianni. So it was Caitlin Wheels, um, Susie. Susie, yes, that's yes. Susie was on the original. Those, I think, those would be the people that I guess that I know, like from this episode. And I know Susie was in this yep. episode, um, briefly. Yes. Um, Nancy was also in this episode, but she didn't have any speaking roles, so you wouldn't know her yet. But she is, and same with what some of the boys who are kissing Stephanie are 
were also in the original as well. But that's what I think. I, like, these are the experiences that I wish I could have and, like, go back in time because I can't imagine how cool it would be. You were a fan of the kids of Degrassi Street. It ran for seven years. The kids of Degrassi Street was on for seven years. And then to watch Degrassi Junior High and you're looking in the background and you're like, oh, that's that that character from Degrassi Elementary. That's that character. That's that, that character. I would think that is so freaking cool, especially before the internet where you're, like, Googling, you're pulling up your IMDb. You're like, is that who I think it is? I think that would be a really cool experience. Oh, that is really cool. Which is why I'm excited for you to have some guests on that loved the kids at Degrassi Street, because I want to hear their experiences of what it was like to make that transition of watching the show. Like, how cool. I do have someone um, who likes kids at Degrassi Street that I am excited to hopefully talk to that is uh, penciled in for an episode. So I'm really excited for that. I'm kind of sad that I didn't start with kids of Degrassi Street, but I feel like Degrassi Junior High is a really good place to start. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I can go back to kids of Degrassi Street later, maybe after yeah. school's out. We'll see. I don't know. I feel like that would be I do. I definitely want to watch Kids of Degrassi Street, but I want to focus on Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High first. It's funner to go back once you have the full context. I, I like the way that you're doing it and working backwards. It's, it's way more interesting. For sure. It's like um, how people watch like the Star Wars movies in different orders. <laughs> <laughs> people have like the, the preferences of how you watch like, oh, no, you got to watch Kids of Degrassi Street first and then you got to watch Degrassi Junior High. I just imagine exactly. people being really passionate about that. That's I uh, So you're telling it. me, I though, think... that you think... Degrassi yeah, Junior next High, generation. Degrassi High, Kids of Degrassi Street. Oh, okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go start ahead. with Next Generation, watch it all the way through, then go back to Junior High, then go back to the beginning. I would even say Next Generation all the way through, maybe go back and rewatch some of the early seasons so you can get a feel again for like Simpson and Joey, then go to the original, then go to Kids of Degrassi Street. Okay. That's all right, so that is Jocelyn's, that is the Degrassi Kids <gasps> official Degrassi watching guide. I love that. You watch it any other way, you are wrong and you no, will be... No, no. <laughs> that is, see, that is not the Degrassi Kid way. Degrassi Kid never makes someone feel like they're making a bad decision. You can, though. You can take that on okay. your brand. You can do it however you want, but... Yeah, it's just a recommendation. Recommended viewing guy. Yeah, Jocelyn's recommendation is probably the best because Jocelyn knows best. See, I like that. I'll take a compliment. Especially when it comes to Degrassi. I will give you a compliment. Oh, can I, can I actually share one Kids of Degrassi Street fact? absolutely no you can't oh okay no go, go <laughs> at the very end of this episode you'll remember uh stephanie's telling arthur that she needs help with her speeches mm -hmm. and arthur says i can help you i was uh i was voted or i i can help you miss gonzalez says i was the best speech writer in grade six miss gonzalez was the name of the elementary school teacher in degrassi uh kids of degrassi street that is so, so that's a cute little well, throwback. Wait, Arthur, he wasn't in Kids of Degrassi Street, right? He wasn't but in that's it. Just he a little, wasn't in it, no. But it's just an Easter egg for a like Easter egg. what the teacher for this the school that they would have gone to. That's so cute. I Isn't love that. That's, that's so a cute, cute little detail. That's like if we had a reboot and someone was like, oh, Mr. Radich said or Mr. Simpson said. It's just so cute. I love that. I'm really, I hope in whatever eventual reboot happens that whoever they have writing it really knows the show and puts in those little easter eggs because i feel like that is necessary to be able to that's what makes it that fun. is key yeah that's i feel like that no but that's also just key to the degrassi brand i think is referencing previous iterations of the show so I agree. I totally if they just agree. have a new degrassi that just doesn't mention or reference past stuff at all it'd be like this isn't degrassi that'd be so um, silly would be very silly 
I don't even have anything else to say. Just like, that's silly. Don't do that. <laughs> just, yeah, just using the Degrassi name. Just, no. It has to be weird. Degrassi through and through. Yeah. I don't know when we're going to talk about gay stuff, but I would love to talk about it. We can talk about gay stuff now. That's my favorite uh, topic of conversation. I love gay people. I also love gay people. I just know one of my favorite things about you, and because I was helping you kind of navigate, like, who is Evie in the Degrassi fandom? And one of my favorite things is that you love to uh, contextualize Degrassi through a queer lens and look at how they... Like, you know the whole history of Degrassi's queer storytelling with Bruce Mackey. And I love that you have that kind of outlook when you watch Degrassi of looking for those queer tropes. Um, so I would love to just talk about your perception of who do you think is gay? <laughs> who has the gay queer vibes? Yeah. I, yeah, that's like one of the easiest questions to me because I immediately just, whenever I watch media, I'm like sniffing out like who I like can project myself onto and who I can like identify mm -hmm. queer story because that's just that's what's very relatable and important to me in mm -hmm. media um it makes me feel represented it makes me feel seen so um I'm just gonna say this um Vula is not straight that girl has some feelings that she's working out that's just my personal opinion um as someone who struggled with their sexuality in or struggled with like f complicated feelings for like my best friends for example yeah um in middle school I saw a lot of that in Vula in the way that Vula was acting in the way that Vula saw Steph um in the way that Vula reacted are there any specific moments that stood out to you well I think the gayest possible line um was when they're in the staircase and mm -hmm. um Steph boys like that sort of things so do so do girls so do girls so that's, do best friends that's a lesbian gay that's what i wrote i literally wrote so do girls so do best friends gay in my notes that was my like, gayest moment throwing the bracelet down that is so dramatic that is so lesbian and i mean for me the first thing that stands out is in the bathroom when stephanie k is dressing you know up or down whoever you want to call it and she's getting her lady bits out and vula is a wooga at stephanie k yeah she's vula like, I... is yeah looking respectfully yeah and the way she's seeking <laughs> validation so. whenever uh stephanie thanks joey instead of her the validation she was seeking she just wanted yeah. her girlfriend to be like i love you so do girls so do best friends her face when joey starts kissing steph she's like i'd vote for you she's so sad one more also her little the, the signs that she made for steph were so cute they had little hearts on them like i i shipped them that's a crush i definitely think vula is a queer coded character and i'm interested to see what other that's like one of the things that i'm most interested in is uh your predictions of course and how you think things are going to work out yeah but also seeing it through a queer lens because i think that is such an interesting way to view degrassi and also why i love degrassi because it helped me come out yeah um i have to pick my queer character of this episode which is ld ld is in the class she's yes. got this freaking plaid shirt on she's got a trucker hat on steph's like what'd you get up to this weekend and she's like my dad let me work on an 89 chevy i'm like okay you, this is the gayest person i've ever seen you can't tell me that ld is not gay you can't you can't my dad let me work on an 89 chevy no that yeah i immediately was like okay that's that's the last <laughs> like uh, I have no other words that is a butch lesbian and I love that for her yeah she knows who My she God, is she loves 
I love that line so much. One more character that gave me queer energy who didn't speak, um, unfortunately, and I'm really hoping that she does in the future. Uh, the girl, and I asked you what this character's name was, and you said her name was Annie, right? The girl Annie. with the the makeup. And like the red beret. She's one of Caitlin's friends, and she... Yes. Yes. She, that is a queer feminist, if I've ever seen one. There's an episode later called Rumor Has It, where I have, whenever you get to that episode, text me, text me, and I'll tell you some, some fun facts you can share on that or, or after you watch it. But uh, yeah, she was essentially, she was essentially supposed to be basically like the Caitlin Ryan of that era. And I don't know if they just changed Caitlin's name to Annie, but ultimately the character named Annie was meant to like be one of the main characters. And then they either changed her name or they just like toned her down or or something. But yeah, she was meant to be um a big feminist in the series. Her character was originally supposed to be gay. That act like that character, that actress? Yes. So she just they just didn't end up exploring that and she didn't Yeah. I'm sad. So I don't know if they transferred. I'm, I'm okay with that spoiler. Yeah, because but... it's like the spoiler is that she doesn't really do anything. But I don't know if they then just took her storylines and just gave them to Caitlin or like what, why the decision was made. But when I was reading the original planning documents for Degrassi Junior High, she was supposed to have this huge storylines throughout the first the first season. And they ultimately kind of went to Caitlin. Where did you see those? At the Toronto University of Toronto Archives, which you and I are going to in November, where I will show you all the things that I learned. <laughs> Yeah. I'm so excited to look at those. I'm excited too. Evie and I have been exploring this partnership together where uh, she's going to come with me to the archives. I have some stuff that I want her to go through and take notes and we'll work together on some some projects. Um, and even bigger, the project that we're working on now is called the Degrassi Kid Network. Are you excited to be on the Degrassi Kid Network with me? I'm very excited to be on the Degrassi Kid Network and I'm excited to kind of like pilot this program with you. Me too. Basically, uh, every time someone listens to this episode, they're going to get first listen on the Degrassi Kid Patreon before it gets uploaded uh, publicly. And we also, you know what, came up with some event ideas that I kind of wish I did with my podcast, but too late now. So I'm going to give them to you, baby. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> you giving me your um, hand-me-down ideas. Um, so I'm welcome. glad to like stand under you and take all of your overflow yeah, I love that. because you are a genius and I love all of your ideas and I love collaborating with you. You're like my own little personal diva cup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. You can cut that out. I'm keeping that in. I'm keeping that in. <laughs> Some people are going to be like, what's diva cup? <laughs> okay. I, okay. Do we want to say anything else about the partner program or the network program about that? Um, or? Ultimately, I uh, my intention with the Degrassi Kid Network is basically I have all of these resources and I have all of these experiments that I've done in the community to learn what works and what can make you more public amongst the, the Degrassi fandom. And I just want to like, I want to take that information. I want to be like the drag mother of the Degrassi fandom. You know, I want to be like, hey, guys, this is I can help you start a podcast. I can help you with your Etsy. I can help you with this. Like I can I can find Degrassi fans who who love the stuff that you make. So um, that's how I came up with the idea for the Degrassi Kid Network. And since Evie and I have such a close relationship already and working together, um, she's helping me pilot it and seeing what it looks like so we can work out all the ins and outs. And then hopefully it's something we can roll out on a more wider scale with other people who just need help in getting their uh, their content launched and created. Absolutely. And Jocelyn is like an amazing resource, like so supportive and so helpful and has a lot of great resources in general. So I'm really thankful for being able to work with them. And I'm really thankful to be able to share and help other people. Like I'm excited for Jocelyn to be able to help other people mm. in this similar way, because 
the help that they've provided me is has been instrumental in me getting this project off the ground and continuing to do it. So I love that. And I'm excited for other people to get that experience and receive that help. I'm excited too. And it's interesting because there's so many people in the fandom who each have like things that they want to do or things that they want to create. And the thing is, is they just don't have the people to share it with. And I'm like, well, how about I get all of you together and then whatever we want to make and do and celebrate and have fun with, we can just do it all together. So it's been working out really well. I mean, the Degrassi Kid Discord has been a big inspiration for that because I've been watching people consumed my content and then would message me and be like, oh, I've like never met another Degrassi fan. I want to talk to you. And I, and I love that. But it was such such a a singular experience that I'm the only person you're engaging with or maybe a few people in the fandom. So it was really nice to make the Discord and watch people that I was friends with become friends with each other just on the basis of being Degrassi fans. Like, I think that is so freaking cute. And I'm so excited that that Discord is then going to lead to you having more guests on your project who can help you and people who want to be on a podcast or people who want to start their own podcast. You guys can can make all these partnerships that uh, I was making, but with each other. No, and I think um, the Degrassi kid discord has been like such a valuable resource as well because it's you get to network with fellow Degrassi fans you get to know like fellow Degrassi creators a lot better like for example I listen to a lot of Degrassi podcasts but a lot of the time you don't really end up feeling that connected with the hosts because you don't know them Mm -hmm. Um, that changed with Jocelyn obviously but now because I've gotten this community where I've gotten to get to know the host of like for example another podcast that we love new year new new year new look new podcast they are in the discord and they're in the community yeah they're in the discord they're in the community we have gotten to know them really well and that makes listening to their podcast a much more enjoyable experience because i know them like i know i get Mm -hmm. to talk to them i get to interact with them i get to know them outside of this like these episodes yeah Mm -hmm. and i just i i really appreciate that and i'm looking forward to getting to support more fan projects by people that Jocelyn is going to bring in and Jocelyn's going to talk to. I'm excited to, yeah, yeah, I'm just really excited for this. There are so many cool, creative people in the fandom that just don't get an opportunity to really share it with people. And Mm -hmm. I think making that path easier is nothing but an amazing idea. Thank you. Thank you for helping me pilot. And that that also reminds me, did we have um, questions come in on Discord? I think we had someone submit a question for us. Did we? I yeah I did I posted on the discord just to kind of get any feedback if anybody had anything about the episode and we heard from Sierra who is a great supporter of Jocelyn and me and all of like they are just a an amazing supportive Mm -hmm. creative person who is like always there always leaving a nice comment always leaving feedback absolutely and they wanted to they wanted us to talk a little bit about in the episode um a possible parallel um Mm. to the next generation which was between steph and arthur and ashley and toby which i can definitely see some similarities in their situations and i feel like that was yeah when they were creating ashley and toby i'm sure that they were pulling from pulling some inspiration from steph and arthur's dynamic and storyline i'm curious to see because I feel like they kind of dropped the ball a little bit when it came to Ashley mm-hmm. and Toby's step sibling plot line. Like they brought it up. And then if you didn't know that they were step siblings, I feel like after the school shooting, it was like not even a thing anymore. Yeah. No, like that's, they really, if you didn't know that they were step siblings, you wouldn't know because they really don't bring it up. They barely interact at all. No. Um, they interact like through Jimmy, for example, but. 
other than that, it's not like we really get to see their home life a lot. So I'm curious um, if we get to see that with Steph and Arthur. I don't want spoilers, oh, um, mm-hmm. but that's no something spoilers. that I think about if they no spoilers. I mean, I you kind of spoiled me a little bit about something earlier with, with Steph and Arthur, but that's OK. I still don't know how it happens or when it happens or anything like that. You weren't like, all right, so in this episode, this happens. And I, I appreciate that. <laughs> three minutes and 42 seconds, um, Arthur gets hit by a exactly. car. <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, whoops. No, I'm just joking. Um, um, I think this is a great question from Sierra. And I one thing I'm really excited for is for you to notice these parallels, because I also think there's a very big parallel between Toby and JT and Arthur and Yik as well. So a similar yes. expanding on this. Um, and there's one episode in particular that I think I'll, I'll have to, of course, wait for when you get to it. But I think it is it, it's literally just they re, they remake the episode with JT and Toby several years later. So it's so interesting. I think this is for me. I always say that Degrassi is a time capsule of the teenage experience because teen issues don't change but the world in which they happen is constantly evolving so teen issues don't change if you're trying to be popular in high school yeah you might go through kids go through their parents getting divorced kids go through experimenting with drugs kids go through um exploring their sexualities and it just changes on if it happens in the 80s it it you know might be socially different than if it happens in 2023 but ultimately the issues are still the same and i think the fact that degrassi can literally take the exact same storylines and tell them in 1980 and tell them in 2001 or 2021 just goes to show you how good they are at telling teen stories authentically because literally you will see the exact same storylines repeated but it's so reflective of the world that's happening at the time that it feels like a whole different whole different show so i'm excited for you to continue to explore those parallels Um, i did have a question for you though i think i have an answer especially because you're a film school student so you know how stephanie has started this episode she's trying to she wants to become more popular she's changing her image she wants to you know separate from her brother she wants to basically change her overall vibe uh new year new look new stephanie k basically i want to know your prediction of where do you think stephanie ends up at the end of the season where is she at that's a really good question i don't think that she's going to keep the press i don't think she's going to stay president i think something's going to happen where she because she's not she's not I don't think she's serious about it um Mm -hmm. I think she got herself into it seems like she got herself into something that she is not really prepared for like she kind of Mm -hmm. thought it was going to be about popularity uh so I think she's going to really focus on popularity and get into something that makes her lose her presidency I think there will be something with a boy um I know I guess one of the spo- like quote unquote spoilers. I know that there's some attraction between her and Wheels, but I don't know oh. if it manifests into anything because mm-hmm. I've never seen anything about like oh I ship Stephanie and Wheels, and that's kind of what I base things on. <laughs> uh, if I like, I don't. So I I don't know if they actually end up doing anything, but I I would assume she gets involved with a boy in some way, mm-hmm. and I would say she and Bula will not be friends she's gonna she's gonna fall in with somebody some other friends i think i think her and vula are gonna take some time apart that's my predictions for stephanie k i'm excited to see when you get to the end and see how you feel about what actually happens yeah i feel like there, there's got to be like a big event that i but i don't know what it is i don't know what i'm like what, what to predict specifically but she's gonna have one of those like big degrassi moments i think within Absolutely. this season 
Okay, good to know. I was really curious about that. Of where you are, thought. there any other characters? Um, no, with, with Stephanie being with Stephanie being the central one, I think it's interesting to hear, you know, where she starts and and where she ends. Yeah, I think it could be interesting to kind of do that for each episode and kind of talk about which character, yeah. the character that the episode focused on. So, uh, listen next week to see what I think about whoever the main character is of next week's episode or next <laughs> month's episode. <laughs> Was there any characters, I, I guess I want to, I think you maybe already asked, I was going to ask, is there any characters that you met that you just like had no idea existed at all? Um, I would say the only character that was introduced in this episode that I didn't really have any context for at all was Susie. I mm-hmm. did not know that she was a character. Like I, I was like, okay, this like, random girl that's talking to Steph like I really did not know that she was and did not expect but I know kind of now that she pops up again at some point mm-hmm. yeah um I didn't know if she was another Hank um Hank she, she just only appears in this episode we gotta get Hank on that black hole list that's why everybody keeps forgetting about him what happened to Hank where's <laughs> he's Hank so, he's so deep he's so deep into the black hole that he doesn't he doesn't even make the list anymore he even make the list blue Chessex just knocked him right off <laughs> I will say so. Fun fact about Yik Yu, the actor who played uh, Yik, his name is Siliak. He actually worked as, I believe, he was assistant director on Degrassi: The Next Generation. And there's a fun Easter egg when you're watching. Oh, I'll never remember the episode. There's an episode where they're at the movie theater. Oh shoot, I'm blanking on what they do in it. But there's an episode where they're at the movie theater, and it starts on a movie poster, and it's like this action movie poster, and there's this uh like superhero in it or whatever. That is actually Yik Yu in the poster because he was he was working on the show at the time. So there's some fun little Easter eggs that you can find. But yeah, Yik Yu was a, was an assistant director. I'm pretty pretty sure he's an assistant director. I also love Yik, and I'm really excited to see more of him because he's adorable. Um, but I did not know that. That's really interesting. I I love that it seems like Degrassi kids, Degrassi actors really seem to want to come back and keep working with Degrassi. That shows that it's a really good production to me and that it's a good place to be. Like how Stefan Brogren has worked on the show for decades and is just like synonymous with the show at this point. That's when, are you familiar with the series Degrassi Talks at all? Are you going to go through that at all? I know I listened to your episode about it uh so I know a decent amount about it I would love to I would love to watch it I would love to talk about it but I don't know where when within my watch would you isn't that related to Degrassi High yeah it would be after school's out so the reason I mentioned that is because I think that is a perfect example of how like Linda Schuyler and Kid Hood really invested in their Degrassi students is they had them actually go out and make a Degrassi series together and they had a uh, the company that they made this under is called Playing With Time, and they had a Playing With Time foundation where they actually invested in um, the Degrassi kids' education. And one of those things was uh, Neil Hope wanted to learn more about filmmaking, and he actually made a movie that was funded by Linda Schuyler and Kit Hood about uh, his his father's alcohol addiction, which is so cool. So I think that's definitely why people have this connection because they really it wasn't just like hey come to work read these lines go home it was like we really want to involve you in it even even as far as having the kids give their input during read-throughs to be like would you say this or how would you react or what's your feelings about this oh i think that's what makes degrassi such an interesting show to watch is how deep they go and making sure that they get it right i remember in mother of all degrassi linda talked about how one of the things that they would constantly want to cut was the read-throughs But and Linda was very they were very adamant that that was important to 
get that extra time and get that extra like yeah time with the kids and time with the actors to make sure that it's right exactly so it makes us love Degrassi I love that didn't the actress who played Lucy didn't they all didn't she also direct an episode or two yes in the next generation she directed don't believe the hype yes you got it you know your facts you know your facts that's the episode about Hazel I'm a little Degrassi kid you're a little mini Degrassi kid I love that I I will say on your outline, one of my favorite questions that you had was, if you had to get a line tattooed on your body, what would it be from this episode? Oh, yeah. Do you want to get in? Yeah. Do you want to get into the questions? I would love to. I love that question. Um, We can start with that one. I want to hear your thoughts. All right. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you were to get a line from this episode tattooed on your body, what would it be? Well, that's for, this is a lightning round. So let's go ahead and start the lightning round. Do you have an answer? No pressure. I... The only thing I can think of is all the way with Stephanie K. I would 100% get that as a tattoo. I don't know. Like, like, I don't know if that would be creepy. <laughs> not even just like from this episode, like in general, I'd be like, okay, if you told me to get an episode, a tattoo from Degrassi Junior High, that's probably one of them. Um, in terms of like, what is one of my favorite episodes? Um, so do girls. So do best friends. That that really stuck with me because that was gay. <laughs> But yeah, that's just, I, I'm in love with her and she's a girl, but in the 80s. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I'm going to get that on my arms. Uh, also, my dad let me work on an 89 Chevy. I also love that. My dad let me work on an 89 Chevy. <laughs> that's also iconic. Those are my those are my favorite. But all the way with Stephanie K, oh, 100%. Put that on a t-shirt. I will. Retro Kid, put that on a t-shirt. Oh, Retro Kid, yeah. I was going to say I will, but Retro Kid, you, you should definitely do that. <laughs> Um, you should do that. And I will buy the fuck out of it. Hell yeah. Um, all right. So would you vote for Steph or Snake? Here's the thing. I think that Vula made Stephanie sound really good. So I would I would probably vote for Stephanie. Also, I want to kiss. Fair. <laughs> Describe Joey Jeremiah in one word. Playboy. <laughs> Joey P. Jeremiah. I P love for Playboy. I love his little he's so one of my favorite. I have a I have a Joey Jeremiah. Esquire. Go ahead. One of my favorite, I have a pin of this and I love it so much. One of the quotes, keep in mind, he's like a teenage virgin who's like, like doesn't kiss girls, like for the the majority of it. Um, And one of his quotes is, chicks are like aspirin. I take two and go to bed. (laughs) I love that quote so much. Chicks are like aspirin. I take two and go to bed. (laughs) I love Joey Jeremiah, 15 year old virgin. He just gives me the energy of somebody that has literally never kissed a girl but is yeah. so cocky about it and i love that yeah. i love that too speaking of nerds which i think joey jeremiah is secretly um joy nerd were club. you a nerd yeah or <laughs> were you cool a kid. nerd or were you a cool kid so here's a fun fact about me i was in something called the ib program do you know what the ib program is it's an international um, baccalaureate I... program yeah i knew it existed kid? uh for nerds yes exactly sam earl was also in the ib program we bonded over it once um but basically it was an accelerated learning program where you would like take like uh university level classes in high school um so i went through that graduated at the top of my class got a bunch of credits uh because i was so nerdy but you were a nerd I was a nerd, but you know what? I also think I was cool. And I, I get into I get into conversations of this about my best friend from because I had the same best friend from all the way from elementary school to high school. And she says we weren't cool. I thought we were cool. I thought we were really cool. You might have you might have been cool to yourself. I was but... cool. I think I was nerdy. Like I think I definitely like like was academically focused, but I also think it made me cool. Like I don't know, maybe that's just me. 
I think you can be both. I think you can be both. Join Nerd Club on the Degrassi Kid Discord. I think nerds think that being a nerd is cool. That's fine. It is. I. <laughs> Question for you. I were you a bully? Sounds no. like it. No. <laughs> Mm. well i take offense to this oh. question i was a cool nerd that's an oxymoron i mean look at me i'm degrassi's number one fan like that's nerdy but it's cool right no you're the cool i'm like bullying you but i literally am obsessed with you so you want to be me that's what i mean i think you can be a cool nerd i i'm very i'm nerdy about degrassi but i'm like really cool so i think i was both in high school too no you're my favorite nerd but you Thank are you. a nerd but a cool nerd i'm very cool and have always been very cool so yeah that's my I also I Uh, think the way that you talk about yourself is very very important so I also think you're cool and I think everybody should think that they're cool I agree great great conversation what's the next question (laughs) riveting stuff (laughs) which would you rather (laughs) which would you rather sing at karaoke the Degrassi Junior High theme song or whatever it takes Okay. Also, does the Degrassi Junior High theme song have a name, or is it just? No, I think it's just Degrassi Junior High theme song. I think, what, written by Wendy Watson. Um, shout out. So I have a couple thoughts about this. I know it's lightning round. Whatever it takes would probably get a bigger audience input. This is not lightning. But what? What'd you say? I, I was just saying we we've forgotten about the lightning round. It's okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> not stopping. super quick. Whatever it takes to probably get more of an audience reaction, but I think Degrassi Junior High would ha- be more fun to sing. Wake up in the morning, feeling shy and lonely. Gee, I got it. I'm, go I'm getting to into it. I think I might yeah. know all the words now. Good. Don't think I can make it. Don't think I can take it. Wonder I'm what I'm gonna, gonna do. do. And then I look around and see. Yeah, I think that would be more fun, but whatever it takes to probably get a bigger uh, reaction. I would actually rather sing Everybody Wants Something, to be honest with you, but that wasn't an option. And I don't know that yet. Well, you gotta know it. I only know that from... I only know it as a song that, like, slightly middle-aged, slightly sad men sing to talk about their glory days. That's fair. To to be honest. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing their glory days, because... I can't wait until you hear the whole song. Well, as a Next Generation fan, I will admit, Everybody Wants Something does not hit for me in the same way that I think it hits for a lot of people. It will. It's always been like, kind of like a nerdy dad thing to me. So Don't you love nerdy dads? I'm excited. I do love nerdy dads. <laughs> See, I know the real you. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to pause and like, <laughs> think about nerdy dads for a minute. <sighs> Ned Flanders. Smash or pass? Mm. Smash. <laughs> See? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, um, my next questions are some would you rather questions. Okay. Um, would you rather be friends with Joey and Wheels or Arthur and Yick? Ooh, well, here's the thing. Joey and Wheels are going to bully me. Well, Joey's going to bully me. Arthur and Yick are going to do yeah. cool stuff. They're cool. I'm going to hang out with Arthur and Yick. Again, reinforcing that you're a nerd but that's okay i would also hang out with arthur and yick i also spent a lot of junior high in the closet just like they did but i'm um, that was supposed to be funny and then you didn't laugh no i made a face and yeah, that's okay. not good for podcasting i made a face I'm... and i'm considering 
if I want if they they do not have gay energy unfortunately I wish they no did. but they were shoved in a closet they, they were they were shoved in a closet they were the but I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to act like that was like a a sign if it was that's if, true if Vula and Steph got locked in a closet they would kiss I would have a 10 page essay <laughs> I would have a 10 page essay about what it means I'd be like that is that is literally a metaphor symbolic like when Holly J got yeah. locked in the closet by Fiona by Fiona that's that's Yay. lesbianism but for yik and anyway. arthur they're just they're just there's guys they're just guys being dudes they're just dudes um, hanging out in a closet not kissing each other they're just two bros chilling in a hot tub five feet apart because they're not gay would you rather win favor <laughs> would you rather win favor by giving out kisses or by playing a song in front of your entire class well here's the thing i love kisses so i also benefit so kisses same easiest question you've asked me would you rather i know i knew what your answer was going to be but i still would thought you rather it was kiss or ask. play the guitar i'd rather kiss in any context <laughs> <laughs> some people have different some people don't like kisses me however don't have them on your podcast yeah <laughs> and yeah, let's end i cannot every, really and i don't do with kiss. if you don't like if you don't like kisses get the fuck out of here get oh, the fuck out of my like, room like softly this is Kissing Corner with Jocelyn Evie. All right. <laughs> Let's play um, Vula and Stephanie. Would you? <laughs> oh, <I was> that. <laughs> okay. I'm in love with you when you're a girl. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Okay. So do girls. Would you so rather the be the? Sp- <laughs> so do girlfriends. Would you rather be the speechwriter or the face of the election? Well, you know what? I would rather be the face of the election and I would rather have you be my speechwriter. That is, yeah. That's basically that's, our dynamic. <laughs> that's basically what happens. I'm like, hey, can you make me a promo that's... for this? You're like, yeah, I got it. Can, I, can you make me an edit for this? You're like, yeah, I got I it. <laughs> so I would like that. Literally, I would like to be Vula, Stephanie Vula. Vula putting little posters up with like Stephanie's name and little hearts. That is me commenting on all of your posts. A hundred percent. And promoting you all the time. I am your Vula, I'm, and I am 100% okay with that. And I love being your Stephanie, so. I know. You don't have a Joey. Um, Nicholas is our Joey. <laughs> yes, Nicholas is our Joey. Nicholas is our Joey. Shout out to Nicholas. Shout out to Nicholas. He's a moderator for the Degrassi Good Discord. He is, yeah. Just, yeah, just, just no context. Shout out to Nicholas. Nobody gets <laughs> Nicholas! I like to call him Nicholas. Um, this is for Nicholas. Nicholas. He's not even going to listen to this. Hope you like. <laughs> he will. He loves us. He will. does okay i have a couple more questions and then i feel like we can start to wrap up because we've had a really good conversation a really good i have to do a wrap you do all right you can you can pick (laughs) from hamilton you can do like tupac whatever you want whatever your vibe is go ahead hey you got it the year's not ready okay let's not even go into that (laughs) okay these are personal questions um these are personal questions i am a homosexual uh we know that was not what I was going to ask, but I appreciate you uh, provi- no providing that context. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Which which character do you identify with or relate to the most from this episode and why? Um, LD, because she said, my dad let me work on an 89 Chevy. And that's the gayest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. So LD. She gave off really gay vibes and I gave off really gay vibes in junior high school, which is why it was so cool. Is there anything from this episode that has happened to you? Good question. My dad let me work on an 89 Chevy. <laughs> oh, I'm just joking. Um, is there anything in this episode that's happened to me? 
nothing stands out nothing stands out that i'm like hey i went through that experience um you were locked i was like crush on my best friend same i was never locked in the closet i was stuck in there that was never locked the door was open i could have left anytime you just didn't know how until fiona coin showed you yeah yeah exactly fiona coin was like bitch there's the door opened it uh so much (laughs) shout out to annie clark Shout out to Annie Clark. Shout out to Annie Clark. That just sounded so unenthusiastic. <laughs> Shout out to Annie Shout Clark. Shout out to Annie Clark. Thanks, Annie. <laughs> Shout out to Annie Clark. <laughs> okay. okay. We're getting so off track here. I know. Would you be embarrassed to admit that your sibling is related to you at school? That's a good question. What's interesting is my sibling, I do have a younger sibling, um, but he actually went to different schools than me. So I've never been confronted with this. I don't think I would be embarrassed. Like, I don't think I do know that he struggled a little bit because I was so smart. Like, I like not to say he isn't smart, but I was going through programs for smart kids. And I know that he definitely I think the reason he went to different schools, like, I think he made this decision that he was too embarrassed to admit he was related to me because I think he's we went to the same elementary school. And I think he struggled with being my little brother because the expectations were like, oh, you have to be like the top of the class. And he was a smart kid. He just wasn't like, you know, I, I would like spend hours and hours and hours working on projects where he would just like do them. Right. Um, so I don't think I would be embarrassed to admit that I was related to him, but I think ultimately he expressed that he was embarrassed to be related to me. (laughs) That's actually really interesting. I'm curious if there was ever, uh, was there ever something on Degrassi where that kind of dynamic was explored that you can think of where Mm. the younger sibling, well, I guess Holly J. Sinclair with Heather a little bit felt, felt like they were in their sibling's shadow. And that's wait. Yeah. That's why Holly J went to Lakehurst. Your brother is literally Holly yeah. J Sinclair, and you're literally Heather Sinclair. My brother is Holly J Sinclair. Here I am. I've been brunette this whole time. <laughs> oh, I have a fun fact to share. But Heather Sinclair, absolutely. Go you on. know how in this episode the principal is doing the announcements. He's doing a very good job. He's like Susie Rivera has been elected. Da-da-da. Uh, so that is Principal Lawrence, and I'm sorry if this is a spoiler, but you we never see him. He we never see him. We only ever hear him through the announcements. We never meet him. I do him. know this fact. I know this fact. Okay. So you're not spoiling it. Okay, great. Principal Lawrence, we never see him. He's also played by a writer on the show. But the fact that I wanted to tell you is that later, whenever they make Degrassi the next generation and they come up with Heather Sinclair, um, that is a that is inspired by Principal Lawrence, this character that we never see. Um, and the reason we never see Principal Lawrence is because to to kids, your teachers are hardly people. Your principal is not a person. He is a guy that sits in an office that like you may have to see once a year. Most students never see them in their entire lives. Um, and similar to, you know, that's also what makes the school bully scary is it to the audience is that she's never around and we never actually get to see her. So that is kind of the uh, origin story of Heather Sinclair and Heather Poulet later on, um, which means chicken in French, by the way. Um, <laughs> that is the origin story of these faceless characters that are scary that we never see. I did not actually know the context that Heather Sinclair was kind of meant to be like the mean girl that I mean I obviously knew that but I didn't know that that was kind of the and no I didn't mean that that was like I mean mean? no I meant like I didn't know that that was the intention of like the mean girl that you Mm. never see like in this I just thought it was a silly little joke that's cool that Mm. it was actually kind of meant to represent something well, you know how, like, if the movie Jaws, how you never see the monster and it makes it scarier? 
That's yeah, how they're yeah, I never thought about it like that. I really just thought it was supposed to be like Have a silly little <laughs> No. Uh, and t- Wait, Terry Terry's actually the first one who ever brings her up. Yeah, I thought she was really, I really sympathize with that character. <laughs> yeah, that's literally my favorite character. I will say if I were to ever write an episode about Degrassi, I would want to write it from Heather's point of view. Yes, and I think I actually this. think you know you know New Year New Look New Page, I think the transition of Page transitioning her look may have had something to do with her relationship falling out with heather i know this is me just like making this up as a fan but no, I, I think it's kind of similar that. you know you know in lizzie mcguire how lizzie and her bully were like best friends and then something happened and they became enemies Kate, that yes. is what i think the origin story of Paige and heather is and i want to write that as a script i want to help you write that as a script that sounds okay that's our next i project. love that yeah all right so uh the heather sinclair untitled heather sinclair <laughs> oof Untitled Heather Sinclair project coming soon. Um, Jocelyn yeah. and Evie. Copyright. So Degrassi can pending. Near you. Patent pending. Yeah, please don't take my idea. Please don't. It's okay if you do. I'll, uh, but please don't. Or just help me with it. But we're both screenwriters. We both went to film school. That's right. We both know how to write a script. So um, we just have a yeah. lot going on. So don't steal our idea because you would probably finish it before we do. Yeah. We've got a, a lot time. going on. Well, Evie, I have to tell you, this has been really fun, and I'm excited to see uh, who else you have on your podcast and what episodes you explore and uh, what's upcoming very, next for you. I'm very, very excited. I'm very excited. I feel like this has been a really great conversation, and like I said, I felt like you were the perfect first guest for this, not only because of your Degrassi fandom, you are perfect just as a person, um, but you are also my best friend, and it is very easy to talk to you, and it's very great to kind of feel out this like podcast format with somebody who makes me feel so comfortable and safe i appreciate it i love that no problem i'm excited to see ner- how was... it uh... go ahead go, go ahead ah no i was a nervous wreck when we started see... this ah did you do that on purpose no it's okay no i think there's a little bit of a lag between us you go ahead you were a nervous wreck when we started this say that no i was a nervous wreck when i started this and now i'm i've cal- I'm calmed down talking to you has really um helped and I'm really looking forward to recording future episodes I feel like you have definitely helped ease my mind a little bit in regards to this whole intimidating podcast thing so I appreciate that you got this Linda Schuyler wrote down your podcast title like you're fine you've already got the seal of <laughs> approval like you you've got everything that I clever, took a year to c- c- accomplish a clever name though is not <laughs> does not s- seal the deal I gotta I gotta do the work too and I think yeah I, I think I'm doing it. I think we're doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. My my biggest piece me. of advice for you is to just do it because here's the thing. This you're gonna look back at this episode and be like, oh my God, I can't believe I used to make my podcast that way. I can't believe I didn't edit that out or didn't do this. Every single episode you will learn more about making a podcast. And the only way you can do that is if you keep making it. I say as someone who hasn't released an episode in like eight weeks, but <laughs> <laughs> the more you do it the more you'll learn. So even if you go through editing this episode and you're like, oh, like I wish I did this differently, post it. And then the next episode, take that idea and run with it. Listen, we all we all love you and we want to help you succeed and watch you grow. And the only way to do that is to try. So I believe in you. I really, you appreciate, I really appreciate that. I'm yeah. really thankful for you. And I'm very excited to keep this going. Uh, thank you so much, thank Jocelyn, you. for being my first guest on Degrassi Schools In. You are amazing. Do you want to plug your so? I mean, most of the people listening to this probably already follow you on social media, but do you want to just go ahead and plug your social media? Um, talk yeah, a little bit so about where to find you. 
I'm Degrassi kid. Hello. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, you know what? I mostly just... just want people to be excited about the Patreon. Degrassi kid Patreon where you can listen to Degrassi schools in first. And uh, just to keep an eye on the Degrassi kid Discord. Because some, some cool stuff happens there. But uh, ultimately, I am very, very happy that I am in a place where people want to hear me talk about Degrassi. And that I get to come on and do these kind of cool projects. So I appreciate you for letting me do this. And I uh, can't wait until you get to schools out. Absolutely. I'm really excited. It's going to take some time, but it's going to be a really exciting journey uh, to get there. So I am also very excited. I definitely recommend people check out Jocelyn's Patreon and their podcast and all of their content. If you love Degrassi, you're going to love them. So I love yeah, that. and I am, I love, I help Jocelyn with a lot of their stuff. So yeah, it's a group. We're all, we're all a community here and we love helping each other out and we would love we're just a couple Degrassi kids. Exactly. We are all just Degrassi kids here. You can find me on the Degrassi Kid Discord. You can find me on the Degrassi Kid Patreon. And you can find me on Instagram. I love being on Instagram and sharing little stories. Uh, one of the things that you'll be seeing on my Instagram story and Evie's Instagram story is Evie and I are going to Toronto together to explore Toronto. And we're bringing a bunch of Degrassi fans with us. And we're going to go to Degrassi Street, Degrassi Junior High. So we're going to try to get to the set of Degrassi The Next Generation. And it's going to be really, really fun. So up to follow the both of us for that. As Jocelyn previously mentioned, we're going to check out the archives, which I'm really excited Mm -hmm. for. We're going to see some amazing pieces of Degrassi history. You're going to see the original scripts. I'm so excited. Yeah, we we started looking at the list of what they have, and it is insane. And I really need to catch up on Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High and all of that so I know what I'm looking at. Because there's so much valuable, like so many valuable pieces of Degrassi history that I don't have context for yet and I want to I want to know mm-hmm. what the hell I'm talking about and what I'm what I'm looking at when I get there so I'm really I'm excited. excited to go to Toronto in November I'm so excited and we're gonna meet for the first time we're gonna meet in real life we're gonna hug your best friend oh, we've been online friends for so long now we're gonna be real life best friends now we're gonna meet in real life I'm very very excited I'm excited to look back on this moment and be like wow that first episode felt so long ago, and now we've come so far. So I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you, and uh, I can't wait to see what's next for you. I'm very excited to see what's next, too, and I'm really glad that you're on this journey with me. You are awesome, Jocelyn. I love you. I am love looking you. forward to <laughs> – I am really looking forward to having you on the podcast again. I don't know exactly when you're going to come back on. Is there a specific episode that you had in mind that you wanted to possibly come back for? Or do we want to talk about that later? I would love to come back for the gay episode. I don't know what the gay episode is. So is there actually I... – a... Oh, no, there is a gay episode. I know kind of about that which gay episode do you think I'm talking about? Lesbian. 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 Yeah. I only know about that because of the soundboard. Literally only because of the soundboard <laughs> from the Discord. Because we constantly spam each other with lesbian, lesbian, lesbian in our Every time video I calls. join, that's what... Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh, but that one is like your fourth episode. That one is coming up very soon, so we'll give some other people some time. But uh, yeah, anytime okay, there's yeah, a gay person on your show, I'd love to come back. Yeah, and I will definitely be like calling on you for some facts and stuff like that um, because I don't want to go. I got facts. I don't want to go too deep into like the Degrassi wiki and stuff like that because I don't want to get spoiled. So Jocelyn yeah. will be providing some facts for me in the future. And I will also rely on my guests to kind of. You can do a little segment called Degrassi Kid Facts. And I'll, you can read yeah, your text messages for me and me being like, yeah, 
Hey everybody, it's Grassy Kid here, and this is your weekly fun fact about this episode of Grassy. I'll just play a little. Do you know that Principal Lawrence? <laughs> yeah. Just have you record a little recording. Just played it. Do you want to know speed. about the history of Broomhead? Get out your phone books because it's Grassy Kid Fact Time. What was okay before we like completely wrap it up again? What was the thing that Arthur and Joey, not Arthur and Joey, Arthur and Yick called Joey? Gorgle. I was about to say like Womble. I have or no something. further information. Gorgle. Okay, well that's going to be part of the outro. So I'm going to call. I'm going to call my my listeners Gorgles. Um, is there anything I else that you want to say? Gorgle. You are my Gorgle. Is there anything else that I want to say to your listeners of Degrassi Schools in? Yeah, or to me, or to the world. I want to tell the listeners. I want to say thank you for supporting my best friend in something that they're very passionate about. That's all. That's all. Gay. Gay. Lesbian. 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 <laughs> That's too early. Okay. All the way with Stephanie K. All the way with Stephanie K. All the K. way with Stephanie K. Um, okay. I think that about does it. Thank you so much for listening to Degrassi Schools In. I'm very excited to talk to you guys next month with a special guest about Big Dance, where Vula's dad will not let her go to the Big Dance. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.